0: Welcome everyone to the 100th episode of the New Gen Mindset Podcast. I'm Dan Kozell here with Nick Tartaglia. What's up? Dan? What a journey, man!
1: Well, in every sense of the word, whether you're looking at markets, you're looking at the way the world's going, our what we're doing—you know, just the, it, there's a lot to look at, and there's a lot happening.
0: Well, no, I, I was talking about the fact <laughs> that we've hit a triple digit episode. And, oh, you know, white, that's part of our journey. So, yeah. Yeah. So, to be quite honest, like, I think there were some doubters. They're like, nah, they're just going to stop doing this. It's going to be a little side project. Uh, I'm just reflecting on it recently. And um, something that I've realized is just like, holy crap. Like, we've interviewed some really impressive people, some young entrepreneurs. And I think we haven't even. Touch touch the touch the, yeah. touch the surface. Yeah, there's so much to talk about, but you know we're gonna we're gonna see where this goes, man.
1: Yeah, there's uh, it's been a blast. There's been the, the learning curve has been incredible. The the building of the relationships and and the people we get to meet is it's I mean those are assets at its own that are untangible. they're not tangible and so it's just it's been an incredible journey it's been fun and it's awesome to see that we finally hit 100 after almost we're we're clo- we're closing in on the three years of doing this now so uh
0: yeah well i i still remember like the when the idea was the seed was planted it was kind of like we were going to these investor events in montreal nobody really knew like who we were and then all of a sudden we were the only young guys there and we kind of just said Let's just start something. Let's see where this goes. Um, so no, I've I've really enjoyed this journey, and I think we're just getting started. So to all the listeners that are listening to this, you guys have been with us since day one. Um, I really appreciate the support. Uh, you're part of this community, and it's we're just it's only going to get bigger because we haven't even scratched the surface yet. But enough about exactly. that. Um, the markets, gold keeps getting rejected on two thousand. Bitcoin just broke above thirty-eight thousand. It's a absolute trader's market right now. Exactly. Economic data keeps getting revised every three months. There's a total disconnect. It's like they'll do it. The CPI print that's less than expected. The market rallies five hundred points. I mean, it's it's been a crazy year. Yeah, exactly. To 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 say the least.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. People getting a sense of the overall directional movement of the market. Let's say from a mid to long term, it's been. It's been teasing people and playing with people's heads. And so if, you've been, if you haven't if you have been really playing the short game with these volatility movements, you're, you're just watching and sitting on the sidelines and waiting for something to happen, but it's definitely been a trader's market. You said, you know, like these, these, the market's been volatile, even silver is about to break all time uh, to kind of break above and going towards a, uh, I mean, a, a new high of co- that's within a couple of years. Um, there's just a lot going on and there's a lot of options. There's a lot of opportunities out there. So. It's uh, it's interesting.
0: So yeah, I mean, the psychology is always the opposite, right? And um, you know, I'm just looking at silver here. Um, it is Thanksgiving, and um, in the U.S., so the liquidity is kind of coming back. Bitcoin's getting squeezed. Silver is breaking up too. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about extensively in one of our previous episodes about where we think the markets are going, but um, this Santa Claus rally. What do you think? Is this something that's more probable or not? Is this where traders want to be looking at putting some positions into play? What do you think?
1: So, so the way I'm looking at this is from a liquidity standpoint and from, so I'm trying to, I I see a massive disconnect from what's happening globally versus what's happening in terms of psychology in the market. So in the short term, yeah, you can get the Santa Claus rally, but that would be driven by some distorted perception of this positive outlook in the global economy which would not really align with happening on a macro level. And then secondly, um, if you're going to play this, it's definitely something I would see more as a trader's environment, as we were talking about before, because the volatility is is insane. And if, if you're going to see a massive downside movement, what's happening right now would make sense because it's got to build up some liquidity. It, you can't get this aggressive move, and to the downside without liquidity being built. and it hasn't and and for it to keep going up off not really pulling off any really real lows, I don't see it happening either
0: well, again, i'm I'm a technical guy. You're more of a long-term investor. I like what you're talking about in terms of like liquidity because that gives you flexibility. It's just interesting. Silver is just breaking out right now, yeah, exactly, pretty aggressively as we're speaking. So uh, just something to keep in mind. But um, Yeah, no, next year is going to be pretty crazy. And um, we had an opportunity to interview uh, somebody who's been doing this uh, for quite some time. He's a really active trader. Um, I met him for the first time in person this year. um, And he's got a lot of great stories talking about his journey that, um, you know, if you're listening, you're going to want to hear. Um, But the power of social media you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's got its ups and downs, but I feel like I, I've, I've, I've been following him since 2020. And the first time I met him, it was like as if I knew the guy for like 10 years. So I think that just shows you how powerful or how connected the world is right now with everything going on. Yeah, it's and- cool. You know, we get to bring in local, someone from here, someone that has been in a, that's we've been a,
1: like around in that circle with for a long time. So, you know, it's good to have some local people to get to build relationships and get to talk to them.
0: So we were very fortunate enough to to have uh, Merlin DeSantis, um, also known as at Merlin Trades on Instagram, uh, join us about two weeks ago. We did an interview with him um, right before he's on his way to Asia for it's probably going to be a while. He doesn't want to come back to Canada, but I can't blame him. But um, yeah, guys, we hope you enjoy this interview. Uh, we did a sit down uh, discussion with uh, our, our our guy Merlin DeSantis, so we hope you enjoy it. Well, we are here with a very special guest, and um, following you've been following <coughs> our journey over the last three years, really, right, Nick? Um, we're ending, it's, yeah, exactly. We're, okay. we're 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 inching closer to a triple-digit episode, so here we are, and um, we wanted to bring somebody special on. I feel like I've known this guy for quite some time, and uh, it's funny we only met, I think, uh, this year for the first time, right? So um,
1: the local character too.
0: Local guy, Montreal, born and raised or Québec. Uh, he's been doing some incredible things. And quite honestly, the community that this gentleman has brought to the table, particularly in the training community, is one of which that I haven't seen probably since I started this investment journey. And uh, man, it is an absolute pleasure to have with us today Merlin DeSantis to the New Gen Mindset Podcast. Welcome, Merlin.
2: Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, it's true. We've we, I, I think we've talked for a few years. We've four, never four met four years. It feels like, yeah. huh? yeah, it's a few years, and uh, we met. Uh, we went for a walk. This is my my the classic. The first time I m- I, I meet people, I always tell them, let's go for a walk. Uh, you know, walking just helps you. It's incredible. The things, the thoughts. Remember the conversation we had when we won- went for that like two hours. I, lo- I lost the bet, by the way. I mean, yes, you <laughs> did. It's true. The we. Bet? Uh, the bet was that uh, basically w- we were around at Water Market mm-hmm. and uh, a, a little past by at Water Market, and he was saying that Arthur's Nosh, Nosh Bar, the, the breakfast place, was behi- behind us. I was saying that it was uh, front. Uh, in front of us, and uh, uh, we bet a, a hundred. It was bucks. a hundred bucks. It was a hundred, it was a hundred bucks. Bet. But previously, I had paid for lunch. Mm-hmm. I always pay for lunch, dinners when I go with people. I always pay. And uh, the the uh, I paid for lunch at the, what, the, 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 the nice little place in the... It was Nepal. in old Montreal.
0: It was like this Cuban
1: spot. I forget the Is name. It was a Cuban sandwich uh, place. Oh, right near, right near the Plaza Cartier, the main strip. Yes. Yeah, it's right in front of yeah. Bevo. Yes. Yeah, it's it like Cubano sandwiches. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, super know. famous. Yeah, they has cold room right next door. It's
2: su- super famous. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, so it was like a break-even day for me. I'd say, you know, because I paid for a hundred dollar lunch, <laughs> and then I win a hundred. I basically
0: handed him interest-free hundred bucks. Exactly. Just like, oh, Dan's a man of his word. Exactly. Uh,
2: well, thanks for having me. First of all, uh, it's a great honor. Um, you know, I always say uh, you guys are growing. You guys, uh, the things you've done uh, and you've been doing, the people you've been uh, bringing on the podcast. You know, I always say it's it's it's, it's all about quality not quantity. Um, and and you might be rising in terms of views and followers, but uh, when you we look at the list of 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 guests you had, uh, it's incredible. And that's why you know I've 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 turned down to go on on podcasts uh, that have a uh, hundred thousand uh, subscribers because uh, for me the guests uh, don't align with my values, don't align with what I do. I don't want to be part of, of any bad circle. But I've seen what you've done, and that's why I've, i I've accepted t- t- to be here.
0: Awesome. So, 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 just just so everyone's clear, um, this is your first ever In outdoor or official outside podcast interview that you're doing. Right? So,
2: I've done, I've done, I've, I previ- I've, I have previously done one. So, bear with me because I'm French, first of all. So, when I uh, sometimes the word little sound a little uh, <laughs> fugazi, blah blah blah, is <laughs> because I'm French. So, bear
1: with me. But I think there's a little bit of Italian blood because the is Italian. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. I have friends with the Santos. Okay.
2: Yes, Italian. <laughs> um, I've done one uh, podcast before. I don't know, It was it a podcast or an interview? It's more of a kind of an interview with Etienne Kreit on YouTube. Great, uh, great trader. He's been in the game for years and years, bringing, consistently bringing content. And again, it's the same thing. I think he's got like 50,000 subscribers. I don't know. Small numbers, with great people, great guests. What he's done is great. It's about quality, not quantity. And that's why I accepted it. I flew him uh, back then. That's like four years ago, four or five years ago. Before d- COVID. Yes. Oh, way, be way before COVID. I lived in in Bali, and I uh, I flew him over, and he, we did an interview at my villa. Wow. But it's not it's unlisted now because I asked him to take it out. So uh, this uh, is
0: officially or unofficially Merlin's first public appearance outside of your trading group, which we're going to talk about you know shortly here. But we're yes. absolutely honored to have you because. The one thing that I enjoy about this guy in particular is there's no fluff. What is it? And um, <laughs> no fluff. He's no fluff. There's no BS out of this guy. He's always no going to say he's going to say he's going to say it mm. how it is. But that's um, the people we like anyway. Yeah, and I think <laughs> no, I think no, no, that's true. We like that stuff. No so fluff. So <laughs> there's no there's no BS with this guy. Um, and I find the world right now is missing that. So um, you're an active trader. You're gonna be doing your your community has grown, but like you said, it's the quality of people in that. I'm in that community. I'm on that Discord chat every single day. Great group of people. But let's take a step back because we what we like to do is we like to get to know our guests too, right? Like yeah. y- you, history. This this is not this wasn't an easy journey for you going starting from the top. And I find what's so fascinating. I'll let you speak about this, but your story is probably one of the most fascinating out of all the traders that we've interviewed. It's probably at the top three. So maybe just before we jump into like what's happening in the world talk about you know how did you get to where you're at because it's been an absolutely incredible journey from what i've seen
2: um so well you know i i don't like to talk about myself too much but uh to make it short so everyone understands uh well you know so but uh you know, as a trading is extremely hard uh Wherever you are and wherever you start, whether you have a massive capital uh, or you don't have anything at all, um, everyone has to go through a certain uh, journey and challenges. Um, I, I, you know, it, 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 what I think what separates me from uh, what makes everyone's journey is, is, is incredible. It's unique. Uh, and what makes mine unique is really because I, I, when I was young, I chose to, to leave Canada. And um, it was extremely, I took, I, I, I went to my dad and I, I I was, I left high school. I was 16, 15, 16. And I worked and, and, and saved up money. I had like five jobs. And um, when I turned 17, almost 18, I I, I told my dad, I'm leaving. Uh, I'm going to go and explore the world and learn about Know, cultures and economies and I was just fascinated about people I knew I wanted to be part of something big I didn't know what it was um, so I thought you know the best thing to do is to leave and I went to my dad and I said I'm leaving he didn't believe me and uh, I packed all my room and I said I, I, I looked at my dad and I said he says why he comes on I said why, why, what are you doing why are you packing a room And I said, because when I'm leaving, I'm never coming back. And uh, it was like a crazy moment. And uh, he drove me to the airport, and I never went back. Never went back. I I never stayed with my family ever again. And I had to figure out myself how to, you know, make things happen. I arrived in Italy, with a. It's kind of stupid, but uh, I had, because I thought, oh, you know, I never traveled. Never took an airplane. Never took an airplane. It was my first flight, and I arrived in Italy in Verona, and uh, the north of Italy with two massive check-in luggages, and nowhere to sleep, nowhere to stay. It was crazy, and I was like, "What am I gonna do with that?" You know, and I was uh, going around, and then I eventually found, uh, you know, opportunities, job opportunities, a place to stay, etc and then uh, for stayed there for a few months and learn about i was fascinated about people i used to go i took a train go to milano go into the metro stations or the 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 malls and just looked at people and look how people were spending and and uh, how people were moving around what were they talking about whether what, what kind of marketing we saw i was just fascinated about society in general and i think a part of that is because here in canada uh or anywhere else in the world, really, we are not taught to look outside the box. We're taught to, you know, stay in the mold and, and uh, just stay in the mold and see what you should see. Be comfortable. Exactly. Look Be what comfortable. You've always been looking at yeah, exactly. Door. Just do. Just you. Just just stay in the box. See what you should see. Nothing else. So when you go outside that box and you start looking and you actually have open eyes and an open mind. Uh, things change quickly. You, st- you, you know, you soon start to realize how big of and complicated a world we live in. And I had, so uh, to go back to what I was saying, what, what really makes my journey uh, special is because I had this moment. A lot of people are going to have that moment of, wow, we live one life. We live in a very complicated world where a, a lot of opportunities can happen. And we choose where we go and we choose what we see and we choose what we control. And, uh, uh, and, and, a lot of people have this, this moment at 45, 50, 60.
0: Too late in life, right? Too late in
2: yeah. life. Ne- it's never too late, but a little late, you know? Mm-hmm. A little late.
1: Uh, Time is not necessarily
2: on your side. At exactly. I had that moment as 18. So it's like, boom, massive hit in the face. And then I moved on to, to Asia, started studying trading. and uh, What uh, triggered
1: that, by the way? like In that story of yours, like what triggered the moment you realized I wanted to start learning trading? see somebody did you did you encounter something that
2: no uh, it's it's quite uh, boring i was just looking on google mm-hmm. i just typed on you know i just tapped in search how to make Money. how to make revenues what kind of jobs you can make and there's drop shipping classic there was e-commerce classic there was blogging we're talking about like a long time ago um so uh, there was no and i think there was I don't know if th- I think there was Instagram, but it's
0: very new. This is probably th- you're talking. This is like 2012, 2013,
2: about right. Yes. Yeah. 2013, 2014. Yeah, yeah, Instagram was new. I remember that was yeah. super new. It's like bad filters, <laughs> complete <laughs> shit. <laughs> so that was. I just googled it, and it, it says invested, investing mm-hmm. in stocks, penny stocks, and then I saw it's it's it, and then I saw I have a funny story to say to, to tell ab- about that. We can talk about that. Later. To say it let's just say it now mm-hmm. okay let's, let's just go talk go about ahead. it so there's a guy you guys got okay, I'm going to drink a little coffee <laughs> <laughs> so i go on and and if you're watching that Cam run shout out to you i love you you've done great things and you've really helped me uh, come out of that little box so there's a d- d- i go online and i i, d- I never ended up uh, trading that asset class by the way um but i look online uh, investing and then i ended up on a guy called cameron foos who trades penny stocks out of i think san diego and he's driving nice cars he's, he's he's with chicks and he's got a boat and he's doing all these crazy things and he's he's on youtube and uh he's trading penny stocks making it you know big selling the dream selling the dream, selling he, the dream. and he's uh, and and i was like fuck this guy's cool and then uh it really inspired me funny funny because I, I, I never ended up doing that the, the, the driving cars and with chicks all of that I never ended up doing that but it really triggered an interest in me I said you know you can actually make it and when you are uh, when you are a new mind into that game you really look to um, you you look at whatever anchors you can you can follow because it's, so, it's so weird you know you never we don't learn that at school. So when you see, wh- whoever you see doing it, you just like try to grab to it and learn something out of it. Uh, and, and, and so Cameron, I saw this guy and then a few years pass and uh, like almost a decade and I'm in Bali four years ago. Three years. No, four years ago. I'm in Bali. Um, I don't know. I've never met the guy. And I'm in Bali. I'm at Body Factory nice, most beautiful gym in Bali. And i'm working out and who do i see having a coffee cameron foos he's right there sitting there i'm like holy shit (laughs) and i go and i say cameron motherfucking foos and and then i i sat down i said you don't you you don't know me but uh you have no idea what kind of journey i've just been on because you're this first guy i saw trading online and he's he's older than me i think he's like 37 38 and uh we, we spoke and uh, eventually we stayed connected and we kind of become, we came, we didn't became, we're not close friends, but we're friends. We we talk and when we're, and I'm in Bali, we work out together and we talk and, and we chill. So it it, go, it goes to show how, you know, you never know where life will bring you. And, the, and, and you, you can, whoever you think uh, cannot or can be your friend in the future or connection, you never know. You just got to, get out there and, and start you know talking to people and, and, and meeting people and go if you stay in your little box h- h- how the fuck are you gonna you know find people meet people and go into uh, journeys yeah you know
0: so, um, it feel, so it really feels like in Canada which I go just going back to the thing that maybe triggered sort of your because this is just uh, this is just Darwinism at work right like you got out of your bubble you went to Italy right? And then you were like, what do I do with my life? It was almost like you really forced yourself to like survive. And I think as humans, what I find so powerful is like when you put yourself in that position, that's why comfort is destructive. It's destructive. Like I've been in situations too, where I've been like very comfortable and like within a week, something smacks you in the
1: face. It's like when you're in the morning, and you're tired and you just want to stay in bed. Yeah, exactly. But like you can't just stay in bed all the time. It's you got to yeah. get out. You got to get up.
0: Exactly. So like, it's almost like there's that feeling, you know, when you wake up th- the only day, I mean, okay, fine. Saturday morning, <laughs> that's fine. But still like, I think you get to a point now where it's like your routine is just forcing you to do things that are uncomfortable. Cause that's what gets you to the next point. Right. So you talked about it when you were manif. It was really a manifestation in a way. Right. You well, you
2: said it well. Force myself. Yeah. You can either force yourself to do things and go forward, or you can you can you can wait until life catches up with you. Yeah. So th- usually
1: at that point, it's too late. So it's evolution requires a certain. It's of not action. too late. Well, I'm saying, but it's a very hard. Point it can become like if you just let things happen to you rather than try to take initiative. Yeah. You can get to a point where just you you're, th- you're 30 years later, 40 years later, it's like oh shit. I didn't do this, I didn't do that, I have all these yeah, regrets. regrets, I yeah. should have moved this, I should have yeah, yeah. built this, I should have gone out of my comfort zone. So yeah. it, it's more of when you let the outside world dictate your behaviors, that's when you can kind of get lost. But sometimes you got to take those challenges head on and actually face That's evolution by default is letting those externalities kind of let you evolve and force you to kind of step outside that box, which is the journey you put yourself. may not necessarily have been exactly what you thought would happen, but I guess... I I don't think it ever is, though. No, of course It never
0: is, right?
1: I don't think
2: it's never... I think it's never too late. You could be 99 years old and it's never too late. I really... And I I know, technically speaking, if we stay rational, sometimes it is too late. Okay? If you want to become an NHL legend and you're 94 not going to (laughs) happen. It's too late. Okay. But you should believe that it's still possible because it's the only thing that's going to keep you going. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's the only thing that keep, that's going to keep you going.
0: When, when you met with in a, in a way he was a mentor indirectly, but you've had a few other mentors too. Yeah. And I find that very important because it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, Anything. You need somebody that's been there. Yep. And I think over the last four years, you've really transformed yourself both mentally and physically. Yes. Talk about that. I want want you to share this with the audience because the transformation that you've done for yourself, it's almost mind-boggling and it just shows you that anything is possible if you really stay, stick the plan, stick discipline and stuff like that. Mentorship, yes. especially. So talk. So, so tell us a yes, little bit. Yes. Well, about th- that. this
2: this I think um, you know I think it's important that everyone understand that uh, what we, we we just we just said it's too late. It's never too late. Um, sometimes it gets hard, and life will catch up to you. So you either choose to you know force yourself into hard situations and stay disciplined, or you wait life to catch up with you and and teach you a lesson you know you can see it kind of like that um so i i i (coughs) i lost myself when i started really trading full time um i completely lost myself um i i in a matter of six months i gained over 100 pounds um i was eating Doritos every day. I was drinking Red Bulls every day. I was drinking Gatorades every day. Um, I was eating candies every day. I was I, 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 I was eating all the time and when you eat shitty food all the time and you don't do any exercise, you're and, and you have a, a weak metabolism like I do, you can gain weight extremely fast, right. completely change your life, and, um, and that's something people don't understand, and we're going to go t- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about it after that um, so I, I gained all this weight in a matter of six months, and um, I don't realize it because I was traveling I was traveling, I was not here, I had no friends I had no one no one, I was just me I was alone. I took flights to Kuala Lumpur, and it was so. I was not making so much money. I was making a grand, two grand a month from trading. Sometimes losing two grand, making five grand, losing fifteen grand. And when you go through the, these these crazy challenges, and you're becoming fat at the same time, and you are alone. In another country, it kind of fucks you up mentally, uh, and 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 I, I was at a breaking point, and I, I remember I didn't l- I didn't love myself anymore. I was and I was fat, and um, uh, it, it completely uh, threw me uh, off guard because when w- it's very it's much easier to gain weight than it is to lose it. It's extremely hard to lose I have weight. Mine,
0: my mind, it's the inverse, but yeah, go ahead. Bro, it is. I know <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, they cannot gain weight. I can't gain weight. It's really I, I anyway Trust me, I get you. <laughs> I got you.
2: Bro, why uh, Why is like <laughs> that? I don't know. It's just that's what – I don't know. It's just crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So I gained all this weight and became – I weighted at the highest. So I, w- I was at – at the beginning, we go back like 10 years – I was at like 175, went to 180, 200, 215, 220. And then 220, when you're like 21, it's not like you're a little overweight, but it's not like, oh, you know, you're not obese. You know what I mean? Uh, But you're overweight. But when you go from 220 to 315 in six months, it really fucks you up. Mm -hmm. Fucks your feet up, your knees, your back. Fucks your whole body because you, your body did not have the time to adapt to to that weight, and I didn't know about that. So when I realized I was fat, I started running, and working out, and and by doing that, my body and my the 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 discs that you have in your back are not used to it. They don't build. They didn't have. They need to build muscle around the disc so the nerves don't get squeezed into them by the support. Exactly. And then I started running and my, uh, my last disc c- completely smashed. I have the, d- the, the last disc in my back is like uh, uh, someone of like, uh, who's like uh, 85 years old. Okay. It's horrible. It's horrible. I should get a surgery. Horrible. And, um, uh, and my back started really hurting. So now I was fat my back hurt. I couldn't walk. I, I was, I was ugly. I was white, my my face, no sun whatsoever, just completely lost. You just totally let yourself go,
0: yeah. While you were trading too, right? Because of trading, because of trading, so you, you,
2: because had not of fa- trading. you
1: had not found that that point of equilibrium where you could you, you were in balance with your with your passion. Bro,
2: I was trading twenty hours a day. I was in the fucking markets. I did not give a shit about anything else. Nothing. I was waking up. Doritos, Red Bull, choop, choop, choop. I was in Bangkok, Thailand, so everything's super cheap there. <laughs> Just drinking Red Bulls, trading all day, smoking cigarettes. I have to mention that a pack big, a day. Big
0: no-no, yeah.
2: You know, big no-no. You drink Red Bull, eat Doritos, smoke cigarettes, and spend 20 hours a day on your computer. Yeah. You know, do the math. No bueno. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> no bueno. And then, eventually, I came back here. And that's when... I decided to make a change. But it took time. As everything in life, it takes time before actually, before you start seeing the wheel spinning. It takes time. And you have to push through that phase of, you're moving, but nothing's happening. You, you, you're not moving enough. You're, you're doing things wrong, and you have to readapt, whatever. And I, 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 I come here, literally everyone, I come back here, everyone who knew me, who sees me, and dude, it's not a joke, everyone who saw me, for the first time in like a year or two years since I was gone all all said that all said one of these wow thailand fed you well <laughs> ho 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 they like jokes of about so, I, just, I just
0: I just want I just want to take a quick little pause here but like you were doing pretty well trading wise yes but you had totally compromised your 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 well being and your ability to ultimately, I know this sounds cheesy. Like I'm just going to say it, but you really have to figure out how to love yourself
2: because that, that is,
0: that is what gets you into a mode of routine. That's because at the end of the day, humans are, we're creatures of habit period. Right. Like I even catch myself now in like habits where I'm like automatically doing things now. And that's like developed over the last like five to six years. But for you, it was just like, Oh my God, the markets are on. I got to go. And I, that's honestly, I, I, I felt that too, because that's, that's how I started my journey too. And I let myself go a little bit as well. I was smoking. I had a drug phase too. I just want to clear that up too. I was, I was on drugs for six years, right? I've been six years sober now. Yeah, You told me about it. Yeah. So like that was sort of my way of coping with a lot of other personal things, but trading was part of it as well, because I was just so like, I need to go, 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 go. So I get where you're coming from, but it made, there was a point where you came back and we'll continue the story, but it was a point where you came back in Montreal where I think you, 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 looked at yourself and you were just like, I'm going to fucking die if I don't make a change.
2: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was, uh, uh, it's not normal to, to, to be that overweight and, uh, smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I'm, I'll be super honest. Uh, I was fat, trading all the time, eating whenever I could masturbating, watching porn, all the time. All the bad things. All the bad things. things, The whole package. And the number of people, when you start speaking out about the things you're going through, you start seeing people coming coming to you and say, I have the same issue, Mm -hmm. but people don't want to talk about them. Because they want to pretend like... There's they're, a stigma.
0: They're afraid, there's of, stigma. There's a, they're afraid there's of talking a stigma, about it. Especially well about because porn. Because
1: at that point, you have to admit it to yourself before you can even
2: do that. Correct. And
1: that's the first hurdle that most people can't even get over because that's admitting that you failed.
2: Bro, porn is fucking toxic. It is the worst thing anyone can consume. It, it destroys your dopamine receptors. Bro, porn really bad. is fucking toxic. It is the worst thing someone can consume. I think it's worse than drugs. It is insane. It yeah. can fuck your life up completely. And you don't underestimate, oh, it's just porn, you know, oh, it's just porn. It's just
0: an OnlyFans page. Exactly, it's just
2: OnlyFans page. <laughs> right. It's so toxic, it's going yeah, to ruin terrible. your fucking life. And I come back here, everyone's telling me, oh, Thailand fed me well, etc. So I kind of realized, okay, I gotta, I got to gain weight. I got to lose weight and, and get in shape and take control of my life. But as I said, took a few months, took a few months and what really changed my life. And I say that everyone who knows me knows it. When I came back, I, so I went back to Sweden working for uh, a hedge fund, there, market maker bro- slash broker. Um, and I was working there. And then um, when I came back from there because of COVID, um, I, as a miracle, but I met my girlfriend, that I have still with Jessica and um, I met her and I was I lost I wa- I think I was at 295 from so 315 it, exactly yeah. so I kind of lost a little weight and I started going in the sun so that my skin was a little healthier I still smoking I was still smoking I was still eating I thought I was eating healthy because I was eating rice with chicken, but I was putting a bunch of mayo and <laughs> spicy mayo, sriracha mayo bullshit it on, there on there. That the has like 120 and calories and per tablespoon. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. You know, yeah. I was just putting half a bottle. So. Oh, I'm eating healthy because there's a side of broccoli. It's insane. <laughs> you know, I didn't know anything. Here's my vegetable it. dose <laughs> it's Let so me crazy. take that. That's my dose. It's today. so crazy. <laughs> and the first time I met my girlfriend, and that's a true story. She, it was COVID. Everything was closed. We couldn't go to a restaurant. And that's really, you ask me really what changed my life. It's her. She changed my life completely. and uh, Completely changed my life overnight. Bam, like that. But it took a few months to get there and to meet her, right? So I, I, she says, well, come have dinner at my place. We never met. We met only a few times in events, but we never talked one-on-one. And and she, she she DM'd me. We dm we we talked to each other on Instagram and sh- she knew I was back in, in Canada, so she wanted to meet me. Did you and
0: did you know just before you went to Thailand and Sweden?
2: Nope. Okay. No, I didn't know. I I I knew who she was. We were kind of we were friends, connections on social media. M- mutual
0: through like Montreal yeah, and Exa- more
2: like an a e- acquaintance. Exactly. But we didn't know each other. And she invited me to dinner and I, op- she opened the door at her place, her dog, which is our dog now, Masha, jumped on me, I, I, and I had no place, I was living in, uh, with a friend's, uh, Airbnb, before going out her place, and I said, you know, fuck that, I'll go meet her, I'll bring my, I only had a carry-on, I had nothing, I had nothing, I was what, a what no do man. you, what
0: do you, what do you feel, because this is when you were still, like, overweight, yeah. what, what do you, what do you feel was the thing that just saw in you
2: bro i was terrified first of all that's the truth i told her i'm trading i'm successful i've got a nice you know let's go to bali i'm gonna i'm gonna get you a villa there that's the the reality and she's she was always interested in special people she's she's just a super smart person and she was just curious you know just fucking guy who's traveling and trading traveling and he and I, I
0: already—he's ha- out of shape. Yeah, and, <laughs> and <laughs> mystery there, you know.
2: <laughs> but to be fair, she had she—it's kind of good to taking selfies. Okay, so you didn't know I was that fat before meeting you. And if he you asked her, he was using the Instagram dude, filter, you, if, dude. If you, dude, if you asked her, if you asked her, she she would say, "Well, I didn't know he was that fat when I opened the door." And I was kind of surprised, <laughs> but I just went with it. That's what she would say. I just went with it, and then we—I never left. She opened the door. I came in her place, and I never left, I never left, for, the, for, for three years following that, we slept in the same bed, f- forever, we never separated, from the first time we met, we never separated, and we're still together now, we travel, we don't, and she, the first time I went, she, done it, she, she, she did, we didn't eat, uh, finally, we didn't eat, uh, we ate like a uh, fruit, and uh, then the next morning, she made us a nice breakfast, and a nice dinner. And I went, and I wanted to smoke a cigarette on the, our balcony. And I'm smoking a cigarette, and she opened the, the balcony. She opens the balcony, and she says, "She says, by the way, uh, I don't, I don't go out with guys who smoke." And I setting a warning, bro. <laughs> I took this fucking cigarette, I threw it off the balcony, took the pack, put in the the garbage. Never smoked again. Never, not a single puff. Never.
0: So, so in a way, you did it for
2: not only yourself, dude. But you go did it. if you if you know me, you can go on my Instagram and you'll find my girlfriend. Yeah. she is super hot, <laughs> and I was super fat. There was no way. I You're mean, like, pe- how,
0: how is this match working out? Basically, it like, kind of defy physics a little bit. Bro,
2: people were looking, we're turning at us. into a relationship podcast, which <laughs> dude, is so funny. People were looking at us when we were walking people were looking at us like she was my social worker <laughs> and I was some um, weird person <laughs> and needed help. Okay. <laughs> she like was that the, hot you're chick. The yeah. this Bro, yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, you're the straight dog. yeah, Dude, she's that hot chick and I'm that fat guy who dresses like shit and <laughs> always in flip-flops and shorts. I haven't changed with that about that, but I just got the in shape. You yeah, but you're in shape still. now. Exactly. It's exactly. Shape. So it's more so acceptable. But shape. she's the one and she she used to walk 50, 10 miles. 20 kilometers every day, 10 in the morning, 10 at night. Yeah. And she said, you're going to have to come with me. Now we're going to go walk for, we're going to go for walks every day together. And I started walking and then is I never translated tra- over with, uh,
0: this is where it started. Like, this is how I found out about Merlin because I just, so crazy. You, This is Instagram is so crazy because I've met, I've met so many people across the world through like Instagram. And it's almost as if when I meet them for the first time, like in person, it's like, I've known them for like 10 years and I feel like that's what it was. But I remember I discovered you, I was in Florida, I was trading cannabis stocks and like Instagram just keep like the, the the algorithms, they just feed you all kinds of data of like, okay, what are you following? What are you posting? And this is when I was posting about cannabis stocks and like talking about the markets and whatnot. And then I just kept seeing like Merlin stuff and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) I'm like, who is this guy that's just walking around? Like he's literally, it's like minus 40 outside. He goes out and he's just like, guys, get oh, the sunlight in. Again, I started again. seeing all these videos and I just kept, s- and I just followed him. Of and then me like, s-
2: Jumping in the snow. Jumping
0: in the snow, staying outside. Oh, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, who's this nutcase? And then I found out that this guy was trading, you know, gold, like the main future so indices. This is when your your face turned into ex- like shocking your system. Yeah. Like I, I feel like this, uh, this was, what I found so fascinating because I only discovered who you were in this later phase of your life when you slowly started getting, you know, fitness, discipline, like all these great routines just all set up. And I'm like, I, more people need to follow this guy. And then, you know, th- the rest is kind of history. Cause like three years later we meet for the first time. And the first thing you said was like, man, I feel like I've known you for 10 years. I'm like literally the same thing. That's what I find. is so fucking crazy. But you know, I just want to go back to, um, when, when you were making that transition, when you started posting those videos, like what, what was the thing in your mind that like you kind of just had that momentum to just keep doing it? Because at, at the beginning I can tell you, and I'll just share my experience. People were telling me like, this is so stupid. dance crazy. I got people calling me narcissists and shit. And I kind of just said, okay, that's your opinion. I don't really care. But then I had another group of people say, you need to keep doing this. You need to keep doing this. So what was it for you that made you realize it's like, Hey, I got to get my voice out there to the public because you're doing great things very like your your trading career has obviously taken off you you have a much bigger goal that you're trying to achieve but like what was it for you that you made you realize like i need to keep just getting my voice out there and start building a community of like minded people
2: as it was quite it's quite the, i don't know why it's always like that but every part of my life has like a massive story and uh, <laughs> i remember you're an
0: interesting guy that's why you're here well, I man i was fif-
2: i was 15 years old when i knew i was i wanted to create a community i was 15 And I was walking, I still remember, I was walking in the street at night coming from one of my jobs and I was talking to one of my friends, Tony Dwight, um, and um, we spoke about opening a community that could, it was kind of a stupid idea, but I I I don't know, could it work still? I don't know. But I thought, imagine if we would start a community where everyone would pay a dollar a month and we got like a million people and we would use all the funds of that million-dollar month to reinvest in, like, technologies that could change the world. That was the main idea. We just spoke about it five minutes. And then at that moment, I really I, I, I felt something. Okay, I got I to do something with that. I got to build a community. I got to do, do something about community and, and, and helping the world, whatever. But I was 15 you know how am i going to help the world i'm going to help myself first right um, dude now nobody honestly you ask me uh how do you shut down the, the, the voice and uh, the the negative noise etc as i said I, I had the chance to start this journey early in life so the these noises were much which w- were a long time ago i had no friends Uh, From 15, 16, I had no friends whatsoever. I had zero friends. I only had one mentor. And uh, it changed my life. And um, So it was really hard. But what that does is it builds you calluses to not give a shit about the voice, the noise. So that's it. Now, bro, I don't even see it. It's like I'm immune to it. It's incredible. I'm immune to it. I do not hear it. I do not hear it. I do not hear it. I do not see it. I do not give a fuck. And I have it tattooed on my arm. This.
0: This. I, I, was, I, I went out for dinner with... with this Lumberland. is shiruka. Yeah, and I asked him. I was like, wha- what does that say? And he goes, it says, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> in in, in Japanese, Japanese. Like, It's yeah. the
2: only tattoo I have. I do not give a fuck. So you... The art of not giving a fuck. The book. Great book. Yeah.
0: You did de- you, you definitely embody that. And again, those were the videos, that first video where you're like, why should you care what other people
2: think? Bro, look at my content. Yeah. It's unfiltered. Yeah. Now it's a little filtered. If you go on Instagram, it's oh. excuse me. <laughs> 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 Too much coffee. It's it's filtered. Like the, the, the content now is filtered. And you 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 look at my page, it looks the same, all the same videos. But if you scroll down, I didn't give a shit what I was posting. I was posting my steaks. I was posting videos of me walking. Yeah. A bunch of, of, of
0: just now it's more running content and then you trading a little oh, it's bit. It's
2: hard. To, it's hard to grow. Here's the thing. It's hard to grow social media by being authentic and, and trying to do the right thing. Cause you want to, if you want to really grow, you got to catch debates. You got to, Follow the clickbait. The clickbait. The clickbait. You have to create drama. You have to follow clickbait. You have to be negative. You have to participate in negativity because that's what the masses want. Otherwise, it will take time. This is why you got guys like Tim Ferris, who have, okay, Nelk Boys, Mm. the Nelk Boys, or Logan Paul. They make a fucking podcast with some stupid magician rapper. Nobody gives a fuck about who smokes weed, who who oh, we do this, blah blah blah. Who's not doing anything for society, and then they have two million views. It's more than and that. Yeah, millions and millions. And then you have Tim Ferriss, who changed multiple people's lives, who's putting incredible content, who's traveled the world, who's done incredible things for humanity and for its community, who does a podcast with Guy La Liberté, the founder of Sir du Soleil, who's a billionaire. Yeah. He's a billionaire. He's changed the world. He's an incredible person. I've met him many times. And the podcast has 4,000 views. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what society is like now? Well you this you understand? Is, this is right it up. is You're, fucked up.
0: This is right up Nick's alley of like, and this is honestly the perfect segue into sort of the next thing I think we want to talk about, which is like the markets and where we think this is heading, right? Um, we're, we're probably witnessing a collapse of like, society right now because what you're talking about is literally what Sassy. the roman empire was back when it was in the later stages right yep what did they keep people distracted with gladiator fights arts and all that stuff Drama, the currencies with politics w- I- I- exactly there was all this stuff that was unfolding it's true and the debasement of the silver coin i forget what it's Slipping. called
1: yeah, the currencies back then, they would clip the coins, take it, dilute the currency. Then yeah. it got to a point where they couldn't do that anymore. So the government would now start, inco- well, the Roman Empire would start incorporating, well, not just them, but they would incorporate other metals to kind of dis- dilute their currency without pe- hoping people wouldn't realize that there were other metals involved in their currency.
0: So, so this is where so it crazy. Gets, it's nuts. And like we're seeing it now with the U.S. dollar. And this is your level of expertise because I think you trade... Gold primarily, you primarily
2: gold, like ninety
0: percent, ninety percent gold. Um, good move today, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then uh, U.S. <laughs> treasury sometimes, but like, based on what you've learned over the last, call it ten years, particularly in trading, with everything going on in the world, you're talking about, you know, these, the content is just like it's all clickbaity. Like, well, look at our media. What it, what, what's, what do you think the next five to ten years look like? from a trading perspective. And then the second part is from a, uh, a, civilization standpoint, because we're, we're almost at a tipping point right now. So I'm curious to see, because you have a much broader global view. I've never been to Asia. You keep telling me, Dan, come to Asia. Like, let's do it. You know, I, I've never been to Asia, but like you have a much deeper understanding of the way the world works. So what, what do you think the next maybe five to 10 years look like, at least on this side of the world?
2: So there's two parts to, to, So there's a two, there's two parts to this answer. There's the the traders uh, answer, and there's the person's answer. As a human, as a person who's part of society, I've got family, I've got friends, I've got. I want to be in love, I want to be happy, etc. As a trader, uh, I don't care what happens. Um, I my job as a trader is not to predict w- w- what will happen. It is to to react to what's happening and adapt to it. Um, you know, you cannot, you cannot go to uh, an art show and try to buy a painting by trying to predict who's going to be the next Picasso. Uh, it's not gonna, it's not a smart long-term strategy. What you want to be doing is you want to be, you know, going into that art show and looking at paintings and making research on, you know, what artist has previously sold uh, one of these paintings that similar to uh, for X price amount of money and then define if you can buy the painting for a good price right now uh, so you can make some returns on your investment as a trader that's the only thing i do so whether society goes to shit or not i will adapt to it i will execute and i will manage my portfolio based on what i'm currently seeing because things change all the time how do you how do you predict? I mean, you got guys who've been trading for, investing, and doing analysis. Yeah, like
0: Paul Tudor Jones, Stanley Drunken, Miller, all those big Dude, guys. Dude,
2: the, be- the best guys in the world. Yeah, I'm not smart as them. Th- these guys have, have PhDs in economics from Harvard and from Oxford and from the best university, and they've done they've done so much research. And you ask them, and they wouldn't be even, they, even them wouldn't be able to tell you where is society, where society will be. A, a very good example is Ray Dalio two years ago, was saying, don't have cash. Cash is not Cash good. is trash. Cash is trash. That's he's also when that. rates were at 0%. And now yeah. he says, cash is king. You understand? Things change. You cannot do. And uh, and he's, he said it. He came back on his own mistake. He said, I don't know why I said that. You have to adapt. That's your job as a trader. Job is just to adapt to whatever's happening.
0: Yeah, it's price action at the end of the day. It's
2: price action, but it's also understanding and adapting to the current market environment based on what is happening globally in terms of global macros. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- so that would
1: touch in more with your. Would you like to trade, which is gold? Because you yes. can't necessarily say, like, let's say you trade penny stocks, the macro world on a t- smaller time frame is not as relevant. But the more outwards the frame you go into, or the more you go into precious metals, we start going to bonds. Now the macro world, or the externalities become much more relevant the movement.
2: <clears throat> so here's the thing, and we're going to make a clip out of what I'm about to say because I think it's extremely important that all the traders hear that outside. Whatever asset class you're trading, whatever time frame you're trading, uh, whatever, whatever structures, whatever indicator, whatever strategy you're following, understanding the macros has nothing to do with being able to to know where the asset class you're trading is gonna go. It has nothing to do with that. Understanding the macros and being part of the markets, whether it's penny stocks, whatever it is, if you understand the macros, if you understand what's happening in global markets, it will give you the confidence that is required for you to have in order to manage, execute, properly your positions if you do not have that confidence you will go nowhere where do you pick up confidence from in life
0: you do the things that you say you're going to do
2: bro you're never going to be able to drive a car properly if you don't understand how a car works you ask any f1 driver what part of whatever you they're going to be able lewis hamilton is going to be able to mention each part of his car That's confidence. You need that confidence in order to perform at your best. So stop being blind. So many traders are blinded to that. They think, oh, I don't need, because it's hard. Guess what? It's hard and it's complicated and you don't know shit about it and it's going to be hard to learn and you're going to have to go through a few years of pain and say, oh, how many times have I heard? Oh, I, I, I read the macros. I read the data. I just don't understand how it affects. You don't have to understand everything. You just have to be aware of it to give you the confidence to execute and manage your trades pro- properly. That's it. That's it. So whatever asset class you're trading, whatever time frame yeah, you're the trading, chart, whatever the chart, strategy,
0: the, the chart is the chart. It's always the same. No, the
2: chart is the chart. Yeah. Uh, you just want to have all the tools. You just want to have as much as you can possibly in your mind to have the confidence to execute and manage your portfolio properly. You that, that is...
1: This goes back to what we were talking before, is people don't want to step outside their comfort zone because... Going back to what you said again about the macro is uh, like I'm macro is my favorite thing because I like watching the world shift and how it's shifting from a behavioral landscape. But I think that a lot of people, the uphill to understanding, though, that reality (sighs) is so difficult because there's so many externality in terms of variables to look at. So they don't know how to contextualize it or put it into context. But the thing is, you have to step out of that zone. And you have to allow yourself to kind of engage with those variables, make those mistakes, see how those mistakes translate into your trades, and eventually learn how to actually apply those tools to your trading style or whatever it is that you're doing. Because you eventually start realizing, okay, well, I saw this, it did this, and I fucked up here. But eventually you start realizing these macro variables kind of drive these type of attention, drives this type of movement, or drives this type of volatility. I
0: think the perfect example is this month we had a CPI print. And they were like, okay, it only went up less than expected. And I'm kind of just thinking to myself, and I saw the move. I think the market rallied, what, like like 500 points out of th- 300 points that day. Everything just went up. And then you texted me that night or that afternoon when the market closed, and you're like, what do you think about the CPI print? I'm just like, they're probably going to do a revision. Yeah. <laughs> In like three months, because it's just propping up the market for something else. So they're using a
1: fake, not even an objectively true metric. So it's just a distortion in the market.
0: Yeah. So it creates sort of this speculative Mm -hmm. mania, but like it's you don't as a trader you don't care because the chart is telling you something, but you have that little voice in the back of your mind that's kind of just like you better be careful, and that's sort of that macro that
1: you're Let talking me ask about. You right? this.
2: That's it bro, you said it well.
1: So what are some of the variables that you would like to look at from a macro standpoint? Just so for people to understand, like macro people, if people that they they have their things that they look they like to look at in a reference point, what yeah. are yours?
2: My goal with macro, the only goal I have is to assess all the information, all the data that's currently ongoing and adapt my risk to it. So if I'm going to start a trading day, and I know the certain market sentiment, the certain macro global situation is, is at a certain level, you know, what's happening. I just want to understand what's happening so I can adjust my risk to it. That's it. I need to look no further. If I'd be invested investing in gold with, you know, a billion dollar AUM, it would be very different. You know, I would look into macros much more deeper mm-hmm. and I would, you know, seek the opinion on on future you know possible situations from professional which i'm not uh, i'm a retail trader i've never studied i've never went to university and i would you know if i'd be managing a larger hedge fund i would have professional educated people who could assess and tell me the current situations and you know what they what they expect and that, then i could you know decide you know, what's the next move but as a retail trader i don't have all those resources so what i do is I, you know consume the internet online information like everyone else as much as i can assess them and then you know start each day with that with you know whatever okay perfect today is it, you know this is happening that is happening sure. we're going to readjust the risk of 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 new positions you know 10 20 50% we're going to you know, move uh, our stops to break even much earlier. We're going to be a lot more conservative on what kind of structures we're looking into the market, to, 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 the market to have in order to get into new positions. And on other weeks, we're going to be, you know, the market's trending, everything's going well. We don't have anything crazy happening, just like back then, back in 2019. You know, 2019, 2018, great, great times to trade. You know, Trump was in office. We had a bit of tensions with that, but. Apart from, from Trump and the little, you know, fake media, blah, 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 things going on. It was very calm. The market was was great. The market was was trending and it's much easier to trade. Now the market is completely insane to trade. It's so crazy. But here's the thing, and I want every trader to hear that. These current market conditions, we will remember in 10 years, 20 years, these, this the time we're going through right now is an incredible, whether you are a retail trader, a professional, uh, an institutional trader, wherever you are currently in your journey as a trader, it's an incredible time to learn. And it's, it's a much, it's a much bigger, bigger opportunity right now to learn than it is to trade. Yes. Yes. You might take trades and get lucky. Okay. Get uh, catch a few bags. Incredible. Great work. Congrats. Okay. You've made a bit of money, but what have you sacrificed? What have you sacrificed? Have you, have you, have you been focused on learning or you've just been focused on gambling? Uh, okay. Now is an opportunity to learn, to be part of the market, to be there present in the macros in the tech in the indicators, whatever asset class you're trading, be part of it because you will, it will build you into a great trader. I traded Brexit, incredible. Trump's election, incredible. And it taught me so many things that I can use now. And back then, little story, the guys I was trading with, the kind of the circle of traders I I was with, they don't trade anymore. Where are they? Nobody hears about them. They don't trade anymore. What were they doing back then? Oh, Merlin, I'm going to, you know, start a hundred thousand dollar hedge fund. And I was like, bro, we got to learn. We we, got to be patient. We got to learn. I was trading micro lots, micro positions. I was getting in, you know, a, a, a thousand 5k in a position su- super slowly. or trying to scale up so fast, skip steps as dude, it's Brexit. There's all these things going on. We got to be focused on learning, not trading and trying to flip our accounts. Try and to
0: make like a hundred million on one trade. Exactly. So that's, that's another thing too, because everybody that gets into this game, they assume within the first year or two years, they're just like, everyone, I'm going to be, I'm going to make a hundred million. And I'm just like, no, you have to understand what risk management
2: is. Why do you think 95% of people and more fail? Everyone who gets into this game with the ID that they're going to be a millionaire in a few years will fail. And this is why the majority of people fail. And every trader who's successful You'd go to him and you'd ask him what he wanted, and he will tell you he wanted to be consistent and wasn't asking for much, just wanted to build a consistent, profitable portfolio. That's it. He didn't want to make a, a hundred million out of a $10,000 account. That's a, no, no successful trader or investor will tell you that's what they wanted when they first started. And he learned a lot from the mistakes. Bro, that's no all one. an experience we've come to a exactly lot of we bring Bro. on
1: whether it's we've had wealthy ass investors in the mining industry and the commodity space and other sectors and a lot of them have said the same thing making money versus preserving is a whole other thing Dude. and the thing is with un- to m- before I really became rich I also lost a lot of money but I was pres- I preserved I, I went there I think, through I it think and everybody's
0: pushed. account bloat like I think all <laughs> of us here our account maybe blew up at least once right yeah. I' it's had probably been experience. like one experience. I never
1: blew up Never once. Interesting. I got too aggressive. So that's the risk. I became more obsessed with risk once I realized that I did not have my risk component of in my, the way I was thinking about uh, capital allocation or investing in general. I was too aggressive, too confident. I made money. I got in heavier on a position. And then I didn't think about diversification because I was my ego was like, Nah, Nick, you, you nailed a bunch of stocks for a couple of years. Like, keep following your instinct. And then I realized, no. That's no. usually when you, you end up
0: blowing up. But that's yeah. interesting. So you've actually never... I've had two positions blow up. Luckily, it wasn't my account. But you're basically saying that you've never had a situation where... I've you never
2: saw a zero in my trading account. Interesting. Never. I lost 90% of, a, of uh, my account in a single but trade. Yeah, but a bigger position. Yeah, exactly. Mass position, lost almost all of my account. But um, I was in Vietnam. And again, crazy life, man. Chi Minh City? Yes, I was in Saigon, Chi Minh City, and I was with one of my mentors, um, trading mentor, great trader, and um, I was there when it happened, and we were having dinner, and I um, took the position a week earlier, and uh, I was in a massive uh, drawdown, massive loss, 90, 90 plus percent of my account, um, and uh, I had to build <coughs> this account for the last three years i got goosebumps mm-hmm. just telling you about it. I was, I was so fucked up. I was so lost. Bro, I was having that dinner with my mentor. I was not there. And he, s- he told me, are you okay? What's happening? What's happening? And I just told him. I showed him my account and my positions. And he said, close that right now. <laughs> close it. And I said, fuck that. Just closed it. Took my lost." And when you see that money, because when, when the P&L mm-hmm. is something else mm-hmm. than the, you know, the, the actual assets that you have still in your account. The so. unrealized gains. <laughs> exactly, I mean. bro. You're like, you, you have hope. But once you close it, <laughs> it's boom. It's it's, it's done. The market makers is taken and. It's
0: it's, like Matthew it's, McConaughey, it's very dust. Bro, <laughs> it's
2: dust. It's very dust. It's gone. Uh, and it, it really hit me. But the next day, the next morning, uh, uh, I was trading Dow Jones, and um, the next morning, uh, you know, the dip continued further, and I, I would have blown up my account. I would have woken up with a blown account. But I, c- I cut my loss, not small. I didn't call, I didn't cut my, my 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 Actually, I had just added more positions along the way down. That was the that was the mistake, uh, you know. And uh, the crazy thing is, this trade was not even. I wasn't even trading Dow Jones. This trade came from a source who had inside information that the Dow was going to make a new all-time high and that institutions were buying the shit out of it. So I was told and I just got it. Okay, that was, that was, see this mistake, you see flip account. I I had tried many times before to flip accounts when greed because whoever you are you know i said oh when i started i wanted to be consistent blah 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 everyone has times of greed Mm -hmm. it's about how are you able to control them every trader has times of greed because when you've made when you're making profits and when you're in a little bubble you can be become great greedy it's about calming you down or shutting down the mistakes earlier so uh i got lucky and uh I was in trading Dow and then listened to someone else and cut the loss and that's what I learned. I've never done that. After that, I never did it again. Don't right. follow the herd. The herd oh mentality, that's, dude. The, that's the, 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 the source. Yeah. Source. <laughs> this is the worst. Dude, if the source tells you something, don't do it. Yeah. do the opposite. <laughs> do <laughs> not follow blood. the source. <laughs>
1: or you just call him Jim Kramer.
2: Yeah. <laughs> bro, the, the source, exactly. <laughs> you know, Jim Kramer is a great example. It's insane, bro. This guy, I don't understand. Uh, dude, how the fuck is this? How is this he still stuff? there? No, I think I think it's I, I think c- uh, c- uh, c- uh CNBC, right? CNBC. Uh, c- bro, CNBC just know. CNBC just know uh, Jim Kramer. Dude, it's funny. It's funny. I know, I know. He, he knows, he knows. I'm sure we we yeah, would have that. We have, w- he's the have on the podcast. is in- he, he, bliss
1: sometimes, you know.
0: He's
2: the perfect inverse indicator. Yeah. I'll give
1: him that. <laughs> yeah. Anytime he says
2: something, just run the other way. Oh, he knows. Yeah, of course. It's he knows, and he he, he calls. He knows for yeah. sure. If we would have the, him on a podcast, he would <laughs> you know, he wouldn't tell us. But if you if we would be ha- having a cigar, you know, and in the south of France uh, during his vacation, and we would talk to him, he would say, "Bro, I know. I, I'm calling." The reverse of everything Every I see, time. because it creates Every this generates time. views, it's bro. Become a skit, more it's his job. Skit, yeah. CNBC, cable news, they need clicks. They but need but that's views. The thing. Bad, bad
1: information can only thrive if it's focused through clickbait systems, short attention span. Good information, good stuff thrives where people are not focused on a short span attention.
2: Oh, well, bro, it's NBA. just like that. That's how you know he's trading right now. <laughs> probably put in an order to bug, us,
0: uh, put a short on gold. Um, You're laughing, but it's actually. Well so actually <laughs> it. so I, I just
2: moved. Uh, I just moved the position and uh, risk. Do you, do you? So here's another question for
1: you. Do you get? Do you <coughs> go outside of the bounds of trading, or are you purely a trader? Do you invest? Do you buy hard assets? Do you do any of that?
2: Yeah, I do invest, um, but I mostly focus on. Try. I would say my portfolio is about eighty-five percent. I'd have to look at the numbers. I know exactly but uh, uh, roughly quick quick like that i think it's 85% uh, trading so so i'm holding us cash basically day trading it keeping you know my, 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 my available margin as high as i can mm-hmm. uh, so i don't i don't if something crazy happens i can protect got myself flexibility basically exactly i so just want to be swimming in the the, the nice yeah. deep ocean and, and and not caring you know what tomorrow will, you know will happen what i don't Right now, I've done incredible, one of the best trades of my career uh, was uh, back in 2020 and 2021, a lot of people, the bank guys, et cetera, the bank advisors were telling me, oh, you should invest in this, blah, 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 markets dipping, whatever. And I hold it cash, and I, I still hold cash, U.S. cash. And I've transferred in 2021 all my funds. My Cane- all my funds were in Ca- in CAD Canadian. I, I bought US dollars. And I I've been holding that, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I think there's going to be incredible. I think I think in the next you know 10 15 years we're going to have uh, yeah. w- w- something that people need to understand about. Current market. I know I'm drifting away, but oh, I think oh, it, I think oh.
0: this is it's relevant to what's happening right now. I think right?
2: it's super important to understand that you know roughly, if we're if we're talking about society research, 20 uh, percent or more roughly uh, of Gen Zs uh, still live at home and still plan on living at home. Um, uh, you know the the sandwich uh, sandwich generation uh, parents um, they. Uh, this is a burden on them they have to pay more for their gen z kids to stay at home etc and with interest rates interest rates going up i think the, a lot of them are going to be yeah, uh, are going to be squeezed out and there's going to be a massive uh, oversupply of of houses of available houses just, just that think about that right
1: majority of boomers and older people most of
2: their equities in the housing
1: market so yep. when it's time to retire let's say they retire they have two options either you refinance your house you live off that capital but would you refinance in this environment with high interest rates? Most likely not. So if you own your house, what are you going to do? You're going to want to sell, take that money, probably move somewhere where life is cheaper so you can actually sustain your life for a longer period of time. So you have this trend now over the next decade to 15 years where you have this whole, and the, the West especially, the housing market is predominantly owned by boomers and the older generation. Over the next 10 to 15 years, they're either re- retiring and moving away or they're dying and fading out of this, of this world. So that's, that's a huge downward pressure in terms of, On the market, where you have a ton of flood coming into oversupply. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because and then so there's that shock (coughs) to the system, and then you have the fact that society, by predominantly is was developed over the last century, developed and sustained by the older generations. We now have younger generations that are about to take over this this world that's complex it's as it is. they're not
2: going to take over shit. But my point is... That's the w- problem. Whether
1: or not we take over, we're still going to be the next generation that inherits everything. But the thing is,
2: we're no, not ready. No, us is fine. Yes. We're good. But it's like, like I talk about the atlas. 20s, 30s, we're good. But bro, I'm telling you. Oh yeah. Look at the, 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 the younger generations, the, the 15 years old, etc. They are fucked. But that's they my are. point. I'm not going to say the words... I'm not going to say certain words, but, bro, they are late in life.
1: But that's my point. To My point is because of the fact that the people that are capable of handling what they've developed, they're about to fade away. And now you have a
0: new generation that's that's never... Well, we were just talking about this yesterday with somebody. That age group from 2010, born in 2010 to 2025, they're called Gen Alpha. Zen Alpha. Zen Alpha. Anyway, half our generation the, appara- is on that. Yeah, apparently that's going to be the largest population that's there and they don't know anything in our generation with regards regards to like how society functions, right? So like anyway, I just want just wanted you to be aware of that because that age group is going to eventually dominate, but it almost feels like the foundation that you and I have been and all all three of us have basically built up. It's almost like they don't even know
1: where to start. Our shoulders are not ready. Like in terms our frame, going back to your frame, there's this massive weight of the world. That's about to be put on the shoulders of people that do not understand any of it, any of the complexities, how it's built, its infrastructure, its delicacies, its complex like it, it's how how delicate yet insanely powerful the world is. None of that is understood by these next generations yeah. that are about to inherit that weight of the world on their shoulders. So refer to like atlas, you know, atlas with the world. And we're talking their about
2: like uh, the next decade, decade to fifteen years, For which sure. it, you know, it's that takes but, time. But that's the thing from a
1: macro standpoint. If you're going, the like things
2: have time uh, things have time to ch- to adapt to adapt yeah. things can change okay okay this is the gen z the younger people I think they can adapt they can learn I, 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 I hope so but it I, have hope. Yeah, cool. I have hope I have hope and I want us to focus on the hope I think it's important to focus on the hope otherwise what do we have but the hope could
1: come from the education right I may be I may be a little pessimistic in the way the world is behaving but my hope comes realistic. in where realistic. But my my the, the my sentiment comes in is I want to help train create that shift because there is in history there is a point of no return. I Every think
2: there's a lot of people in this in this group is age group that are going to I think the gap. So if we talk about society participation and government participation, military participation uh, rates, I think um, the. The next generation of leaders, because listen, we live in this. We know we, we we focus on the negative, right now. Talking about that, we yeah. focus on the negative. It's there's just human a lot nature. of there's a lot of fifteen year old who are incredible. Mm-hmm. There are going to be incredible leaders, uh, government leaders, military leaders, business leaders. We just don't hear about them because we like to focus on those pretending to be dogs with the crazy things in the streets. That's it. It's just true. And then we say, oh, they're all like that. It's not true. They're yeah, not all stuck. like that. And even them, even if you want to, to have uh, the pronouns or whatever, it's fine. Do whatever you want. I mean, whatever makes you happy is fine. No problemo. Uh, but here's the thing. I think this is just widening the gap between who runs society and who's in mm-hmm. the box. And I think the number of people who run society, who run the governments, business, military, etc., is gonna be much smaller, but will have much more control. power yeah. control. Yeah. I yeah. think that's where we're going. Mm-hmm. And the people in the box will, will own very less things that pr- previous generation. Yeah. And it's just gonna be a new world order. It's, uh, gu- it's just gonna be a be new world way of, 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 of life. And I think it's extremely important to mention the what am i what am about to say a lot of people who say oh the world economic forum you will own nothing you will be happy their plan is shit not do this we need guns we need to have freedom we need to have a bunch of money the capitalist capitalistic world works uh, amazing but here's the thing it doesn't work okay it doesn't work if you travel to africa india indonesia thailand In most parts of the world, 80% more of society lives under the soil of poverty. People are fucking suffering. That's the reality. If you want to live in your little bubble of Twitter, in your nice little comfortable house in the West or in Europe, and you want to pretend like nothing is, oh, Mr. Beast is building... Okay, water systems in Africa, incredible. They called them a communist, by the way. For <laughs> bro, doing congrats! That, that, which building so water thing. systems in Africa. Yeah. Oh, it's that's it. That's the only thing that's going on. It's not that. It, that's not it, bro. Go to Jakarta. It's in, it's insane. Go. You think we don't live in Hunger Games, right? Right now, you're mistaken. You're not seeing it here because we have. And you can shit on society here and go, the government and uh, Trudeau and the, how we built Quebec and, and 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 Canada. We're extremely lucky. It's very socialist here. You, we have incredible festivals all the time. Yes, we have potholes in the streets, etc. But the society here is, is, is very comfortable and uh, very nice compared to a lot of places in the world. You cannot make it in Brazil. You cannot make it in Mexico. I was with a guy who bought my, 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 my phone yesterday. Came to my place, he wanted to buy my iPhone. I was selling because I'm moving to Japan. As you, well, we didn't talk about that, but moving to, J- to Japan in two weeks, so I'm selling all my things. And he says, you know, I'm from Mexico, you know, and it's very hard there to make it, so I come here to, to, to have an opportunity. It's incredible. It's incredible. We, it, America is, in, is amazing. But we cannot continue this way. What are we going to do, bro? What are we going to do? We're going to let people, half of the fucking world suffer so to, to, to build our, our battery pack for Teslas? makes no sense dude makes no sense we have to build a new system yeah. it has to happen stop thinking about you think about 500 500 years from now go to jakarta bro go to mumbai go to mumbai new delhi jakarta all those big cities and poor countries you're gonna have i've been there many times you're gonna have three-story high louis vuitton and gucci stores with incredibly wealthy people with security guards, I've seen this from my own eyes, pushing and slapping poor kids with no claws on, asking for money with sticks, so the rich can reach their their transportation, leaving the Louis Vuitton store, Wh- while kids are ask, getting hit by... St- dude, what the fuck? This is Hunger Games. Tell me what it is if it's not Hunger Games. We don't see that here, but if you go to most part of the world, it's happening it's happening.
0: Like you said, it's about getting out of the bubble, right? Dude, it's it?
2: happening and we need to build a new system. Yeah. That's it. it it's going to take a long time. It's going to be slow. We're going to make mistakes, but on the, on the long run, the current system clearly is not working. And I think when you look at China, okay, China could collapse for sure. There's a lot of things that is pointing out to the collapse of China, but you could argue that they might know about it and, and, let's see what happens in the next 50 years or, uh, you know, a century because their system could actually, you know, uh, other systems could actually work. We don't know. Here's, th- we just don't know. And that's the opinion of, as a human, as a person of society, who's part yeah. s- not, a, not as a trader, that has nothing to do with trading. It's just a, a, an open mind view of what I've seen traveling to 50 plus countries in the last 10 years. That's what I've seen. And that's what I've assessed.
0: Yeah, I think the key, like you said, is just getting out of the, the bubble, right? Um,
2: yeah, we're kind of at a, like a junction point yeah. right now. That's yeah. my
1: point. That's what I said before. There's a point of no return that if yeah, we evolve and adapt quick enough, then the demise can be you know,
0: yeah. uncertain. Scary times, but um, you just got to keep going. Um, one last thing I want to maybe talk about is you have a very ambitious goal. Um, I'll let you talk about it, but it's something that you're consistently working on all every day, every single hour of the, uh, of the week. Um, what's your message to people, you know, who are trying to get, they might, they might be listening right now. They're probably at like ground zero of like where they want to go. They have this vision of what they want to accomplish, but like, what's ultimately your message to those people who ulti- like are, are trying to make it at the end of the day. Cause like anyone, like exactly just anyone.
2: Well, first of all, I want to—I just want to, you know—I just want to mention to everyone: I'm not—I'm not—I'm—I uh, I'm, I don't know much, okay, about life. I'm—I'm I'm 27. I'm growing. I—I uh, I, I, I do me. I focus on me, and I—that's I, what I do. So, if you want to know um, uh, more about what you should do, uh, sh- you can just—you know—they should just follow me and look what I—I do. I try to follow. I try to teach by—you know—lead by example. Do me. Focus on me. I don't want to be caught up in the mentor thing um and uh, you know pretend like I know everything um and know. but wh- what I've done um I can talk about just open mind have an open mind have have an open mind be be have build opinions um and be open to other opinions as well um the people out there Depending on their current situation, they can make. They need to understand something. You have one life. You just have one life, and when that hits you, inf- when that hits you, changes everything. You have to remind yourself. Sometimes we forget. You have one life, and you have the power to accomplish anything you want. It doesn't have to be trading. It, you. There's no, no. Stop, stop, stop buying courses. Stop buying mentorship. I have a community. It's $125 a month. Don't get in. Don't do it. Don't do it. It is a path. It is not a solution. There's no courses. There's no mentorships. Not even Andrew Tate or Tony Robbins can be the solution. You and you only Are the solution to your own problems to your own life you need to take full accountability and control over your own decisions and start exploring your life that's the mistake most people do they don't explore they don't face life life is crazy bro there's a bunch of challenges that are going to happen you're going to go through so many things uh, you're going to learn, you, you, you're you going to fall in love, you're going to be heartbroken, you're going to blow up, you're going to be greedy and make money, be greedy and lose a lot of money. There's so many things that, are, that can happen. And the biggest mistake anyone can do, I think, is staying in their box and not explore their potential. You never know what you can do until you actually start doing it. Motion is the only thing that can physically create more motion. Mm-hmm. That is... A scientific fact. If you do not move, nothing will move. If nothing moves, nothing move. Yep. This is scientific. Yeah. We are science.
1: It's nature. Nature dude. You
2: don't move in nature, you die. Bro, you gotta fucking move. Yep. St- and I I dude, David Goggins, anyone just move, do it. Blah blah blah. I know it's cheesy to say, but it's the truth. Yeah. And you don't have to listen to anyone. You don't have to listen to that podcast. You don't have to listen to anyone. You can, and that's why, bro, you've got guys who've accomplished incredible things, and you're going to talk to them, oh, did you have a mentor? Did you have this? Did you have that? And a lot are going to say, no, I figured it out all by myself. Yes, it will be harder. Yes, it will, the journey will be different, certainly different, but you can still make it. You just have to do it. That's the only thing that's going to separate the people who do things and the people who don't do anything is who. Does something? Do you understand? Yeah, that's it. it. Starts there, ends there. You versus you. That's it. Yeah, don't action. think further, bro.
0: Just yeah. Like you just gotta look at yourself in the mirror, bro. That's just
2: exa- exactly. No, it sounds it so sounds cheesy. cheesy, but so it's cheesy, like, bro. Everyone says that, but yeah. it's so simple.
0: But it's just like, dude, take responsibility for your own shit. And I learned this a couple of years ago. You know, even if it's not your fault, let's say you go, you go to a re- you go to a restaurant. The meal comes cold. It comes in. You're like, okay, it's cold. It is the waiter's responsibility. I just take every situation. It's a weird thing that you just gotta, because it, it it goes against human nature in a way. But if you just, even if it's not your fault, just say I'm taking responsibility for this. I feel like your life just gets a little bit better, in increments, right? So it's true, bro. It, it's very true, Merlin. Man, we appreciate you coming on because this has been absolutely incredible. Where can our listeners find you?
2: So uh, on on Instagram, Merlin dot trades. Yep. Um, Alive trading. L a l i v t r a d i n g trading. Yep. Alive trading without the the, the, the e. Um, Merlin dot trades. Merlin DeSantis on Twitter. I don't have much. Follow- I'm not You're on not right on Twitter. Actually. You're
0: mainly on the a live channel. So yeah. Again, I'm. I'll, I'll do the testimonial if you. Want to get into a really good trading community? You got to join his trading group because it's yeah, it's it's top. But, but like you said, like you said, it's not the solution. It's not the solution. It's not the solution. It's, a tool. it's,
2: it's not a tool. Bro, it, it, well, I wouldn't even say it's a tool. It is a it, it is a path shown by me who's 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 done what I wanted to do, and you can look at that and take it as an example to move forward. Yep. That's it. It's not even a tool. It's not even a tool. Yes, you're gonna learn, etc. Uh, what separates what separates what I've created with Alive, and I just want to mention it at the end now, is, I think it's important, what ma- separates what we did with Alive and what other people do with their own group communities because the consistency and the quality in which I focus mostly, if you go on, an, I don't have YouTube, I'm not anywhere. I focus mostly on creating and bringing value to my group and community instead of bringing more people in. Ninety-five percent of our members have been referred by other people talking about their, uh, about it to their friends and family, etc. We don't do any any marketing. In the past three years, we've had over five hundred people join. It's not a lot, but hear me out. I've never spent a single dollar in ads. Not a single dollar in ads. Has uh, no marketing whatsoever. It's just me and then people talking and the quality we talk about that's health. the key bro Follow i share it. my recipe yeah for my salads do you understand it's insane it, it, it's not just uh, it's like, not just trading it's, no, it's what you learned. Trading. it's what
0: you've learned when you were offsetting so bro you're, and people
2: don't understand yeah. now i just created a podcast on spotify called alive world and i'm going to be uploading uh thoughts i have in the previous I've recorded myself for yep. the last decade. I've heard and them
0: I, and they're really straight to the point and they're they're great. I've recorded myself though. Yeah.
2: I had yeah. I have recordings of me l- on a losing streak talking about it, how I feel, what I'm going to, etc. and I'm just going to be posting it on Spotify so people can watch it for free and learn.
0: Yeah. No, it's been honestly it's been great to have you man. Well, t- t- um, thanks for
2: having me. It's nice. great. I know I, I I I know this is just the, the beginning, you know. Nice. This is we should do a comeback. Uh-huh. We should do a second episode. You know, we're trying to figure out what
1: we come and see you, and st-
2: bro. I feel like we've, we've just swim on the surface of what can be said. We, we could be talking for the next six hours. You know what I mean? For we sure. We could be talking for the, can't for
0: give the, them all the sauce though. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we cannot. And, and the crazy thing, the craziest thing we could do is, so f- I'm moving, I'm selling everything, moving to, to Asia, going to Japan for two months, then o Chi Minh city, Vietnam for a month bangkok thailand for a month and i'm flying to Bali on march 12 i'm staying there until september 12 roughly the craziest thing would be you guys fly to asia and then we do a podcast from my villa in Bali.
0: we're gonna put that on the bucket list right now can you imagine how (laughs) crazy that would be it'd be awesome man really thanks so much for coming on uh guys if you're still listening um we have an event in montreal if you're from montreal uh, November thirtieth. It's an investor gathering. One
2: day after I leave. One day after he leaves. He was the kind of irony, upset, bro.
0: He, Mer- Mer- Merlin was kind of upset about that because we the were trying irony. to do it on November twenty-third. He's like, "No." we're Well, doing we it didn't November communicate.
2: Thir- it's our. It's 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 like my said, fault.
0: I, it's, I take full responsibility for that too. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, join us there. It's going to be a blast. We have about 100 people coming. Uh, three companies are going to be presenting, and um, yeah, it will be a good time. Right. But uh, Merlin, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Sharing you your on. insights. And guys, we'll see you next time on the New Gen Mindset Podcast. Ciao, guys. Take care.